All You Need to Know, the Bloomberg Quint podcast that prepares you for the day's business. Good morning to everyone tuning in. This is Bloomberg Quint and I am Hormus Fatakia here to tell you all that you need to know on the 31st of March, the final day of FY21. The coronavirus situation in the country is going from bad to worse, according to Niti Aayog member Dr. V.K. Paul. Speaking to reporters on Tuesday evening, Paul said that people in every state of the country need to be vigilant and not just in those areas which have seen a high spike. Eight out of the top 10 districts with the highest number of active cases were from Maharashtra, as per the health ministry data. The ministry also reiterated the fact that RT-PCR should be the preferred mode of testing and that it should account for 70% of the overall tests done. A few days after losing his case in the Supreme Court, former Tata Sons chairman Cyrus Mistry issued a statement saying that he had no doubt or erosion of conviction about the direction he chose, the integrity behind his actions and their consequences. Mistry said that his goal was to ensure a robust, board-driven system of decision-making and governance that is larger than any one individual. He said, and I quote, I hope that the issues I have raised will cause deeper reflection and influence individuals concerned to catalyze change. I sleep with a clear conscience. End of quote. Digital payments platform MobiQuick has denied claims made by security researchers that a vast amount of consumer data has been leaked onto the dark web due to a breach in its systems. In response to Bloomberg Quinn's query, the company, which is gearing up for an IPO, said that they did not find any security lapses after going through a thorough investigation and that their user and company data is completely safe and secure. Security researchers have taken to social media, claiming that they flagged off the breach months earlier, citing evidences of the breach. The government is expected to extend the current foreign trade policy, which expires tomorrow, the 1st of April. Officials told PTI that consultations with stakeholders regarding the new policy is currently ongoing and that the existing policy may be extended for a few more months. The foreign trade policy of 2015 to 2020 was extended for a period of one year on the 31st of March last year amid the coronavirus outbreak and the resultant lockdowns. Not only the foreign trade policy, a lot of other things also have their last day today. Today is also the deadline for the Monetary Policy Committee's new inflation targeting framework. The last day to link your PAN card with your Aadhaar. Today is also the deadline for the new umbrella entity license and also to comply with the Reserve Bank of India's two-factor authentication on recurring payments. Today is also the last day to file your income tax returns and also the last day to avail benefits under the RBI's emergency credit line guarantee scheme. If you are an HDFC bank digital banking user, this may come as deja vu for you. India's largest private sector lender faced yet another outage on its net banking and mobile banking applications on Tuesday morning. The issue was only resolved later in the evening as per the bank's social media handle. The bank has been penalized twice already by the Reserve Bank of India for its two major previous outages. In December, the RBI had temporarily barred the bank from launching new digital banking initiatives and issuing new credit cards after taking a serious view of service outages at the lender over the last two years. IDFC First Bank has launched an institutional share sale in order to raise funds. The floor price of 60.34 rupees per share is at a 3% premium to Tuesday's closing price. 
the board will meet again on the 6th of April to determine the issue price for the QIP. The lender had approved a plan to raise 3,000 crore rupees through various methods last month, its second such capital raise over the last one year. Insecticides India at its board meeting on Tuesday has approved a buyback of equity shares. The 60 crore buyback will involve the purchase of 10.4 lakh shares or 5% of the company's total equity. The buyback price of 575 rupees per share is at a premium of close to 22% from Tuesday's closing price. As per the December quarter shareholding pattern, promoters of Insecticides India held 68.9% stake in the company. Ultratech Cement informed the exchanges on Tuesday that it has prepaid long-term loans worth 5,000 crore rupees last week. The company said that the payments were made through free cash flows generated over the last few quarters despite challenging business disruptions. But what's in store for Ultratech and some of its cement peers in FY22? A note from research from Macquarie expects FY22 to be a year of solid demand growth and stable margins for cement companies. The entire story can be read on BloombergQuint.com. Also watch for the rupee in today's session which fell to its lowest in a month on Tuesday amidst a stronger dollar and rising bond yields. The rupee was the worst performing currency amongst its Asian peers on Tuesday. Speaking of the currency, analysts at Standard Chartered expect the rupee to drop to as low as 76.5 against the US dollar, which is the most bearish forecast seen among analysts surveyed by Bloomberg. A stronger dollar and high yields has also impacted prices of gold, which fell to a nine-month low this morning. The yellow metal is set for its first quarterly decline since 2018 on expectations of a rebound in global growth. Meanwhile, oil prices traded above the $60 per barrel mark ahead of the OPEC meeting this week. With that, I head over to Neeraj Shah for the trade setup of the day. Morning Neeraj, we have had two straight days of gains now. How are we set up for today? Well, the global queues are fairly mixed, um, actually flattish, if you will. But lots of um, global news points to ponder over. First, on the growth side, the International Monetary Fund is very optimistic about global growth this year, but has insisted that there is still high uncertainty ahead. Tell us about it. And back in January, remember, the IMF had stuck a positive tone in its global economic forecasts, estimating a GDP rate of 5.5% this year. At that time, this represented about 0.3 percentage point increase from the previous forecast. For now, uh, all of those forecasts seem to stay okay. But I think the joker in the pack is what U.S. President Joe Biden's massive fiscal plan um, can do. Now, remember, this plan plus the improved vaccine rollout over the past three months have made bodies like IMF very confident about the rest of the year. But the fear is of the unknown out here. I think much of the market reaction will depend on how much Joe Biden aims to raise taxes. Corporate rates could be hiked to 28% from the looks of things, while capital gains on investments might be raised or taxed in a progressive manner. Now, some people believe this could have serious implications for stock markets and the dollar. If investors fear that capital gains tax are going to rise, they could lock in some profits simply as what we do in India, which could generate a way of selling. Now, this is a belief. Remember, as much as we would like to scoff at it as being so simple, a lot of people believe that this could happen. Also, keep in mind that the sky-high valuations of several companies might not make much sense if the corporate taxes are higher, and the dollar too might experience a short-term correction. Simply put, uh, put listeners, the playbook out here is the market reaction before the Trump cuts of 2017, right? Both equities and the dollar skyrocketed as corporate taxes were cut. 
So it's natural to expect the opposite reactions this time. So uh, higher taxes, fewer capital flows to America, correction in U.S. equities and the dollar. Now, in the long term, this might be positive for uh, countries such as India. But in the short term, if the U.S. sneezes, the world catches cold. And that is something that might hold true right now as well. Let's wait and watch how it turns out. Um, uh, on the immediate term, the U.S. 10-year Treasury yield pulled back slightly after hitting the 14-month high earlier in the session. That's probably some good news. I also doubt that the OPEC Plus meeting has the power to bring about a rabbit out of the hat. So that's a bit of a non-event for our markets. Post-extended weekend started on an optimistic note, gap up, and the momentum continued throughout the day. There was participation from index heavyweights and gains of over a couple of percent is actually good news. But a lot of sector-specific movement was seen today. IT, pharma, metals, and FMCG saw some good buying, along with uh, the HDFC twins. Now, we may have mild follow-up action witness, but unlikely that the index will do an encore of yesterday. What we can see is instead is gains in pockets like real estate and specialty chemicals. Uh, that's what local dealers tell me. And the pressure on restaurants, mall operators, and multiplex chains might just last for a bit. I also watch out for Nazara as well, which after listing at nearly 100% premium, was locked at the lowest price on listing day. So a mixed day and will be interesting to see which way it goes today and over the next few. Lastly, in, in some news that was talk of town yesterday, German automaker Volkswagen will not be changing its name of the US operations to Volkswagen of America after all. The news which appeared to leak out of the US media site Monday and was formally announced in a press release Tuesday was part of an elaborate April Fool's Day joke, the company said in a statement later Tuesday. So that's that. Thanks so much for tuning in, everybody. Have a safe day ahead. I hope you enjoyed listening to All You Need to Know. Did you know that you could listen to this show on the IBM Podcast app? On the IBM Podcast app, along with this, we have a number of other shows which you think you'll enjoy. Listen to Cyrus Says with Cyrus Brocha as the host. Listen to Pesa Vesa with Anupam Gupta. The Scene and the Unseen with Amit Varma or Shunya One hosted by Shiladitya Mukhopadhyay and myself. Check out the IBM Podcast app to get more talk content that you will enjoy.